A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star at its rising, and we have come to do him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was greatly troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it has been written through the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, since from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and ascertained from them the time of the star's appearance. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the child. When you found him, bring me word that I too may go and do him homage. After their audience with the king, they set out. And behold, the star that they had seen at its rising preceded them until it came and stopped over the place where the child was. They were overjoyed at seeing the star and entered. And entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. Then they opened their treasures and offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their country by another way. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, good morning. Today we in the church, we celebrate this wonderful feast of the Epiphany. And as I said at the beginning of Mass, you know, prayer, prayer is our allowing God to find us, our allowing ourselves to be found. You know, we often think, I was thinking as I prayed through the Scriptures this morning, and you know, who was really found? Was it Jesus that was found, or was it the wise men, or the, or the three kings, I mean, that were found? Who, who is being found? Sometimes we think, okay, Jesus, we found Jesus. But really, Jesus found, finds us. He found us. Because it's in the light of Christ that our whole life makes sense. It's in the light of Christmas. It's in the light of, of our encounter with Him as He pursues us. And searches us out. God's desire for us is infinitely greater than our desire for Him. God's longing and hopes and dreams for us are infinitely greater than our hopes and longings and dreams for Him. And so, I heard a story recently of, uh, many of you know Father, um, uh, what's Father Larry? Yeah, Father Larry Gillick, he's uh, the Jesuit priest. He's, He's blind, he can't see. But he sees much better than all of us, really. He has very beautiful spiritual sight. And sometimes the lessening of our physical senses can heighten our spiritual senses. Um, so the story was I heard was he was walking um, through a, a park or, or an area of town that he was somewhat familiar with, I guess. And he kind of got disoriented, I guess, and, and lost. And he quite didn't know 
what to do. I mean, imagine, you can't see and you kind of get lost and you don't know what to quite do. And he, he went immediately to God. He turned to God in prayer and he said, what do you want me to do? I'm lost. And the Lord said, sit down on the street. And he's like, what? He's like, sit down on the street. And so he obeyed. He sat down on the street. And here comes a car. <laughs> and the story, at least as I heard it, said that, you know, the, the car either, you know, the car's going to run you over or it's going to stop, right? So the car stops and it happened to be people that knew Father Larry. And he, you know, he said, I'm lost. I don't know. Can you take me back to, to, to home? And they're like, sure. So he got in the car, took him back home. But then when he got in the door, he said that in his heart, what he learned from that lesson was, allow yourself to be found. Put yourself in a situation that allows you to be found. God said, sit on the street. And he allowed himself to be found. This is what prayer is. Every time you pray, you're allowing yourself to be found. It's a beautiful way to think about prayer, right? You come into prayer, you come into the church. St. <clears throat> Ignatius, <clears throat> excuse me, St. Ignatius in his spiritual exercises says that before we even begin prayer, for the length, the length of an Our Father which is about 60 seconds, right? The length of an Our Father, or less. Cast your eyes upon Him. Look into His eyes and think about how He's looking at you right now. The eternal Son of God, the God of the universe, the God of the sun, moon, and the stars. How's He looking at me? So I go from looking at my own problems and fixing myself up and getting myself ready for prayer. No, St. Ignatius says, put all that aside and for the length of an Our Father, about 60 seconds or so, look on Him. And look into His eyes. You know, the eyes are very sacred. The eyes of the human person allow us to see things often that are even unspoken. So when you look into God's eyes... Just imagine that. If you had a moment right now, at this very instant, and God was staring you right in the eyes, right in the face, God's looking right into your eyes right now, at this very moment, God's staring at you with all of the great love and desire He has for you, all of the passion, all of the joy, all of the peace, all the hopes and dreams in God's heart, He's looking into your eyes right now. If you can surrender just to that little bit of a moment right now, God's just looking into your eyes. In that moment, in that moment, in your heart is the beginning of prayer. In that moment, in your heart, whatever surfaces is the beginning of your prayer. That's what you're going to Relate to Him. He knows it already, but He wants to hear it from your heart. You know, it's like a mother or father can see their problems in their children, but they like to hear those from their own children's hearts. A mother and father sees the excitement or the joy in the children at Christmas, whatever it be, but they like to hear it and experience it from their own children's hearts. 
Our God and our Abba, our Daddy, our Father in Heaven is no different. He stares at us each in the eyes. And He wants us to, to talk to Him about whatever it is that's surfacing at that moment. In our first reading, it says, listen, see, darkness covers the earth and thick clouds cover the peoples, but upon you the Lord shines. Upon you the Lord shines. Think about that. Darkness covers the earth. Thick clouds cover the people. We are needing to be found. As human beings, we long to be found. Even the game Hide and Go Seek. You know, often when you're not found after all, what do you do? You start making a little noise. Because you want someone to find you. (laughs) Nobody wants to sit in a closet forever. I mean, it gets old and boring, right? Same with the relationship with God. When we keep hiding and hiding and hiding and we don't take the risk to be found, life gets boring. It's not very fun and it's not very exciting. That's what confession is. It's really saying... Making a little noise. Here I am, Lord. It's letting yourself be found and not being afraid. Because the fear, the fear comes from the lies we believe about Him. It's not the truth. It's the fear, the fear and the lies we believe about God keep us in hiding. Okay? So it says here, raise your eyes and look. That's what Isaiah says. Raise your eyes and look. Then he says what? Then you shall be radiant at what you see. Radiant. I like that word. A glow. You start to glow with a joy. And it says here, your heart shall throb. I love that. Your heart shall throb and overflow. That's prayer. Your heart begins to throb and overflow. You want to... Tell Him and talk to Him and share with Him about all that you're experiencing in in your life. Just like a little child or a little son or daughter that's sharing, overflowing with stories and want to talk about this and talk about that. That's the kind of relationship God wants for us. Today in our Gospel, the three kings came to adore and give themselves to Christ. But notice at the end of the Gospel, it says they left a different way than they came. You've come to church one way. And my prayer, and our prayer at this Mass, is that you leave another way than you came. I want you to all leave church with a new understanding of prayer. That when you pray from now on out, you take the length of an Our Father, cast your eyes upon Him, Think of the desire you have to be found. The desire He has to give Himself to you and love you and bless you. And it's from that that your heart begins to overflow. And that's where you begin talking to Him, sharing with Him. Get a journal. Start journaling out your heart to Him. Talk to Him. Write a letter to God each day. And then go out into the world with that knowledge, with that truth, with that experience They experienced something when they saw the Christ child. We can have an experience of a God who's not dead in history, 
but that's alive in this moment here, right now. The Holy Spirit makes living the mystery that happened 2,000 years ago. You and I just got to simply say, Lord, I believe. And so at communion time, I want you to imagine this big, loving face of the Father staring right into your eyes. Pay attention to what you feel inside. If you're uncomfortable with that, that's okay. That's where your prayer begins. If you're unable to look into God's eyes, that's okay. That's where your prayer begins. It's not easy to always look into someone's eyes because it's what we believe about what's behind the eyes that keeps us from looking into the eyes. Let's stop believing things about Him that keep us from looking into His eyes and being found. And so, as we continue Mass, let's enter into this prayer of God the Father's gaze upon our hearts, upon our, upon our souls, with joy. He's not a critical God. He's a God that's in love with us. And we surrender today. Epiphany means, wow, that's amazing. 